Smarties, it has been a while since we brought you an episode that is in our educational therapy series. And today, we're bringing you another one. By the way, Smarties, if you haven't had a chance, go and check out our revamped website. We've organized it so that you can go back and click on Ed Therapy series or one of the other several series we've done and get all the episodes in that series right there. We'll also link the other educational therapy series episodes in our show notes for this episode so you can go see the other episodes we've recorded. Now, sometimes episodes for Learn Smarter, the educational therapy podcast, emerge as a result of the trends that we're seeing in our own practices. We've noticed an increase in the need to talk about metacognition or thinking about thinking more and more with the clients in our practices. So we've realized we needed to have that conversation with you as well, Smarties. A couple of things we wanted to let you know before we launch into this episode. If you are interested in working in my practice, CAP Educational Therapy Group in Beverly Hills, or Steph's practice, Myed Therapist in Redondo Beach, California, reach out to us. Both practices do virtual sessions, and you can work with us by clicking on our websites, which are always hanging out in the show notes for you. Also, we're both hiring. So if you're an educational therapist or interested in becoming one or a learning specialist or just a really fabulous teacher that lives near us, reach out to us. There are a ton of benefits working for either of our practices. You'll have access to a ton of trainings that we've done in our own practices and for each other's practices and continue to do. And both practices only work with the nicest families. Your impact is tremendous and obvious when you work with us, and we'd be really excited to hear from you. We'll link how to apply it in the show notes as well. So, Smarties, let's get to thinking about thinking. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 76 of Learn Smarter, the educational therapy podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. And today we're thinking and talking about thinking. Before we get into all that, do you want to chat a little bit about what's happened in our Facebook group this week? Yes, there's been a lot of action. A lot of action. And so this episode is not going to come out for a while. (laughs) But we're recording this at the end of August 2019. And earlier this week, we recorded another episode. And prior to recording that, I was having some major calendaring meltdowns. And Steph casually goes, oh, you start your week on Sundays in your calendar. (laughs) Because I was looking, she was sharing, (laughs) she was sharing the screen with me. And I went, oh, you start your week on a Sunday? And she responded, you don't? And then I showed her that I don't. I started on Monday, guys. So that started this conversation. So I went and threw it out there in the Facebook group and asked people what they did. Did they start their week on a Sunday or did they start their week on a Monday? You guys, not one person started on a Sunday. (laughs) So I said, well, obviously I need to reconsider it. Someone was like, Rachel, why do you start on a Sunday? Like, what's your reason? I don't have one. (laughs) Fair. That was a fair question. I was totally a fair question. Like, because sometimes I do have a reason for why I do things the way I do it. No reason on this one. Because it's the default. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So what I'm thinking is I need to give it two. 
I agree. I need to give it two weeks. That's the rule in the practice. You got to try something out for two weeks. Yep. If you've been a longtime listener, you know that we've done another calendaring experiment for me where I needed to use the Google Calendar app as opposed to the native iPhone app, which I only did for one week. Mm -hmm. And I still maintain the fact that you can't change which calendar an event is on in the Google Calendar app is the reason that I stick to the iCal native iPhone app. But I don't use iCal calendars. I only use Google calendars on that. But that's the reason why I do that. So there is a reason there, Smarties. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking about this. I need to give it two weeks. So after we record this episode, I'm going to go change my Google calendar on the computer. And I'm going to change the start date on my phone. I was already experimenting with it last night. We're going to give it two weeks. And so I will keep you all posted about that. But it did spark a rather lively conversation. It wasn't even a debate. It was a one-sided, like, it was a flood of start on Monday. (laughs) Because it makes sense. It does make total sense. But I will say this, Steph, because we both offer sessions over the weekend, but you and I aren't necessarily in the office over the weekend, your team still reaches out to you and talks to you over the weekend, right? Not very often. Hmm. Well, they'll send me emails over the weekend. They don't box you or anything? No, they don't. But even so, it's not even necessarily even if I work versus if I don't work. It's more about that's the weekend and I like seeing the weekend in one spot together. I like seeing both days. I get your point. Mm. I don't think one necessarily has anything to do with the other because my team does talk to me on the weekend sometimes. Yeah. But I'll give it a two-week go. Yeah. I'll give it a two-week go. It's unfortunate that sometimes we record these episodes out of order because the results of this could come out before, but I don't think it will. I think it's all planned out. But that being said, the thing that I'm willing to deal with on the Google Calendar app, because you can't change, I agree, it's a big fault. Mm -hmm. You can change it on the computer. You just can't change it on your phone. Who has time to remember? I remember. I don't want to remember. But... The thing that I like that the native app does not have are reminders. I don't use those. Yeah. And I use them all the time and I have my clients use them. If I need to have something as a reminder, it becomes an all-day event. Yeah. And that's how I kind of counteract that. But I just changed it on my phone, Steph. Well done. So I'm going to be so confused all weekend. You will, but you'll get used to it so quickly. That's why it's a two-week experiment and I'll probably hop into the google calendar at some point during this episode and change it over i'll let you guys know once i do that and figure it out rachel multitasking guys yeah which you're not supposed to do all the research shows it does not serve you yeah but it's okay it'll be while i'm talking Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly (laughs) okay so thinking about one's thinking also known as metacognition it's also learning about your thinking, too. I want to just throw that out there. So, Steph, I just changed it. <laughs> exactly. See, I told you. <laughs> I, I said two sentences. So I think it's important to really understand what it is. That's the metacognition of metacognition, right? Yes. So thinking about your thinking and learning and knowing – you've heard us talk before. This is super important to both of us. Knowing who you are as a learner is important. So – You have to be aware and mindful about the things that you are able to do easily versus the things that are hard. That's when we've talked about when we have kids do homework, you start with the hardest thing first. Right. Right? You have to know what's hard for you. So 
some schools talk about this and give a lot of information, but some schools don't teach anything about this. And I think that if you're a parent listening and your kid doesn't know what this is, I think this is going to serve them well in their lives if you can have some conversations about this. Can I tell you a funny story that happened last night? Mm. So I've been a real big fan of Big Brother since that TV show came out. Out of the 21 seasons, there's maybe two seasons I didn't see because I was at camp all summer and it was before you were able to stream. So it was gone. Mm. I could go back and watch them now because we have the app. But (laughs) one of the best things about my marriage is that Adam has gotten into Big Brother with me. (laughs) And it happened, I want to say two summers ago, but for sure last summer. Because I remember after our honeymoon, we were like, we have all this Big Brother to catch up on. And last night there was a competition. There were a couple different strategies that people could take. It was like a pulley system. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to get the ball that was on this rod into the holes that were all throughout this big board. Okay. Okay. So you could either start by doing the ones that were very high up, or you could start by doing the ones that were low. And so it came down to the final two people, one of whom had started with the low ones, Mm -hmm. the easier ones, and one of whom had started with the more difficult ones. And in his interview, the one who started with the more challenging ones, he goes, my dad always said, you start with the hardest thing first. And so that's what I did. I took his advice. I started with the hardest thing first. He won. Mm -hmm. But I didn't say anything to Adam about it because I'm not going to like be all at therapy while we're watching Big Brother, but it was noted. So it was just funny when you said that. I'm like, oh, I should talk about that. Okay. Yeah, totally. Anyway, if you're a Big Brother fan, definitely uh, (laughs) hit me up because I could talk all day about it. But okay. (laughs) Steph, I'm a real fan. I know you are and I don't watch it. So, (laughs) And it's weird that you don't watch it because you would love it. And also I have been to live evictions because random years I've had connections to people who work on the show. And so it'll come up in my Facebook memories, like, look for me in the audience on Big Brother. I was in the front row. And I remember they tell you don't bring attention to yourself. But like, I would totally find the camera and move my body of over. Of course you would. <laughs> Oh, all right. So thinking, (laughs) but you should watch it because you would love it. (laughs) So thinking about one's thinking. Yeah. So why is it important? It's incredibly important because you want to understand how your brain is functioning and why you do what you do Mm -hmm. and why you do certain things well and why you don't do certain things well with the intention that when you're looking at a task that might be undesirable or a non-preferred task, you can have at least a framework for how you're going to tackle it. If you're an auditory learner and maybe you want to hear the information, mm-hmm. you hear the information better, maybe you're going to select the audio for a book that you're not that excited about reading. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's important. It's important not just for learning, but in everyday life to know it's important in relationships. If you're a longtime listener, you've heard the story of the Adam Laundry debacle. Very famous story. A very famous story. But that was all about how I think about things versus how he thinks about things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, go back and listen to that episode, planning, organizing, and prioritizing. This goes along with that, right? You need the metacognition in order to be able to know what to plan and organize and prioritize. You don't even realize it becomes so automatic for most of us as adults that you don't even realize that you're doing it. Let's think about you have 
three errands to run, which order are you going to do them, yeah. right? You're not going to go to the grocery store first because then the food is going to get too hot. Right. So you're going to do all the other things first. You're going to go to the bank first, even though the bank is the furthest away or the closest or whatever it is. You have to plan and decide what makes the most sense. Now, when you're talking about a learner who's got to do homework or got to do a project or anything that's required of them, really, an essay, anything, they have to learn how to do this because you weren't born knowing how to do it. This is why it's so critical when you're having like that errand day. Mm -hmm. Usually the parent is doing all that kind of mental energy. Mm -hmm. A talk aloud throughout you thinking about that whole process for sure well we need to go to the bank we need to go to the grocery store so let's say there's a third thing we need to go make a return Mm. there's so many factors into making distance what are we picking up what's going to be sitting in the car Mm -hmm. and if you're in la traffic. traffic yeah and it's like is it lunchtime should we go make the turn because we can go pick up something for lunch there exactly You know, it's like all those things that you're thinking about and you don't even realize you're thinking about all of them. And so for our kids, Rachel makes a really good point because we're not talking about it and we're just making these decisions in our head and having the think aloud in our head, the kids don't know this is actually a thing. Talking about this with learners who are particularly intelligent and gifted, Mm -hmm. If you're working with a population and you know that you have a highly gifted student, what we have found is that if you give them this language, you use the word metacognition, Mm -hmm. you use all this language and you explain these concepts, they very much connect with it. Yeah, they do. And on an analytical, intellectual basis. So Mm -hmm. it's really, really nice for that population as well because they like learning this stuff. Yeah. And the other thing it's really good for? Rigid kids. Yes. It's very good for rigid kids. Rigid kids who, you know, as they get older, if they're the one choosing the order of the errands, would go in a line of which one's closest and then end with the furthest or something, even though then their groceries are going to be sitting in the car and get hot. And they're going to be stuck in traffic coming all the way back. Exactly. That cognitive flexibility, we've talked about this before on the podcast to really use the language that we're using. Mm -hmm. Um, It helps them. Yeah. So let's talk about how it shows up in the different ages because we've used the example of, you know, running errands. But Mm -hmm. for little dudes, for elementary level, so knowing what kind of stories for reading, knowing what kind of stories you like and which ones you don't like is a great start. Mm -hmm. Knowing that you connect with certain things or certain things seem easier than others in reading. So I had a client that I've been working on reading comprehension a bit this summer and she's leveling up. She's going into the fourth grade. And so the demands have moved beyond who, what, and where, and when. And the why Mm -hmm. was really, really tricky. But one of the things she kept saying was, can you keep giving me more history examples? Mm -hmm. Because she just connected with those stories better than other stories. Mm -hmm. She liked learning about it. So at least if she had that entryway, we knew that she liked the history. We could start there. Yeah. And then it's not a fight about the story and the task. The task, it's really only about the task at that point, which is what we want to focus on anyway. Right. It's hard to narrow things down because we've talked about this a lot. Nothing is only one thing. Yep. But it's helpful when we can eliminate other problems. And then in math, we talk about, let's say, in multiplication, you know which ones you know and which ones you don't know. Nobody ever knows seven times eight. Yeah, seven times eight is hard. (laughs) So 
you know, things like that. It's important for the little guys to know. Yeah. So really at that age, a lot of this is preferences and affinities and honestly likes and dislikes. Which is fine. Yep. It's totally fine. Okay. What about middle and high school? In middle and high school, that's really when you're going to start hunkering down on the executive functioning piece. Mm -hmm. How you're organizing. How do you prioritize? Why do you prioritize? Which task are you avoiding? Which one are you more drawn to? Mm -hmm. What's the most efficient way of doing something? How much time does something really take you versus what you think it takes Mm -hmm. you? Are your study skills effective? Mm -hmm. And efficient. And efficient. And are you using your memory to its greatest advantage? Mm -hmm. And that's really when we're talking about like leveling up with the language We use these words with our clients in the practice. Yeah, because they need to know what it is and that they're able to do all those things as we're teaching. And then in college, this is more the adulting, right? This is the increased independence and need a method in order to do the things that they need to do, like Adam's laundry story, right? Oh, Lord. Like, don't start it at midnight and then fall asleep and then it's in the washer and then some other kid takes it out, right? Just wait till the next day at that point. I just want to say we really have put the Adam laundry (laughs) issue to bed, but it does emerge with other things that happen in my life. And I will still text staff and be like, (laughs) 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 it's one of those things where you have to pick your battles. I love you, honey. Yes. But, but okay, here's the thing. A lot of people struggle with that. So he's in a majority of people that that's something that can be very hard. It's so important that you teach metacognition and thinking about thinking, and it's important to explain to the learner why it's important. So it's important to know when you have a fixed mindset or have a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. It's knowing which situations and moments you're going to lose focus and derail or hyper-focus. Mm-hmm. knowing how to safeguard yourself to accomplish tasks. So one of the things that I know that I do, Steph, I don't know how often you do this, but when I'm overwhelmed and I'm trying to get through things, when emails come in, I'm very distracted by it. I notice an email coming in and then my brain goes to that direction and I want to answer that question or I need to check the calendar because it's a calendaring question or whatever. I pause my email. Mm-hmm. So that I can safeguard myself to accomplish whatever it was that I had set out to accomplish in that moment. I don't do that. I don't get distracted by it, really. Aren't you special? No, I think I do other things (laughs) that I shouldn't be doing. (laughs) But email is not distracting me. (laughs) I would totally agree with you on that. And I've seen that. That email doesn't distract you. I feel a sense of urgency to reply quickly. I don't reply quickly because... Quite frankly, I don't want people to think that they can email me and get a response so fast. I want them to think about, does this require an answer immediately? Because there's other ways to get in touch with me. But there are times like you deal with your email at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. I don't. It's the first thing I do in the morning. Yeah, a lot of times I do. Which leads me to the burden of people replying to my emails throughout the rest of the day. So (laughs) maybe you have the right way (laughs) of handling it. That's hilarious. Yeah. Also knowing what you know and what you don't know. Yes. And we talked about that in episode three or four. We're going to say episode three and four. It's been a really long time since we've gone back and listened to those episodes. But both those episodes are about how to study and how to create a study plan. So we absolutely talk about that extensively. Yeah. And the last thing is some strategies 
some think alouds, Mm -hmm. just like Rachel suggested, talking about your order, how you're going to approach this task with your learner if they're in the car and going with you, Mm -hmm. creating checklists, using graphic organizers. You know we love that, you guys. Mm -hmm. Having systems. These are systems for learning, systems for giving allowance, systems for Mm -hmm. making sure who took out the trash or who picks up the dog poop or whomever is supposed to empty the dishwasher. Having systems and knowing what you need to do when and why are really important. I wanted to share one more cute little anecdote from the Facebook group. Okay, it was Learning Frameworks, Mm. who's a part of our Facebook group, and she responded and was like, I love your guys's, we never talked about this moments. (laughs) (laughs) It never occurred to us. I mean, we do say that. We have no idea how often we say that on the podcast, because sometimes things will come up and we'll save it for the episode, and we will say we've never discussed this before. Yeah. It was very cute. She wanted us to do an episode of a mishmash of all those moments, which would be a really fun episode to do, but we don't have the time to go back and listen. So if you hear a we never talked about this moment in a previous episode, hit us up with the timestamp because maybe we will do that one day. You know, you guys, it's really hard because I even had a parent say to me the other day, oh, I was listening to blah, blah, blah. It was an episode we did a year ago. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I don't even remember talking about it. Sometimes I forget that you all are listening. And so right. So I apologize if I don't remember. But if you guys hear it and want to just like put it in the Facebook group and just throw it up there. Timestamp this episode. If we can get maybe four or five of those moments, we will put them all together. Yeah, it would be funny. <laughs> and maybe we'll talk to our editor about timestamping those moments in the future. Yeah, totally. And he's, he's listening to yeah. this right now. <laughs> Pierce, should we add that in? <laughs> I love it. I was joking around and saying maybe we need to get a little jingle for we never talked about this before. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the one who writes the jingles in my family, so. <laughs> I like how, Adam, you've got a new job. You know, that's what he's here for. Yeah, exactly. And he's happy to serve. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, Smarties. Thanks for joining us today. And Learning about thinking about thinking. (laughs) Have a great week, Smarties. Have a great week.